Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Very excited. Scott Harris, how are you, mate? Yeah, good on you, pal. Thanks for having me here. My pleasure. Now, Scott, mate, you're a keynote speaker, author, resilience expert. You have done it all, but... It didn't all start this well, mate. What happened in 2008? I want to I want to get a bit of your background story because today we're going to obviously talk about, you know, crashing potential and how people out there, particularly over the last 18 months, can, you know, maybe build up some resilience or get back on track from a little bit of heartache. And we've all suffered it, particularly we're both in Melbourne. Um, so, mate, do you want to paint the picture of your story so the listeners can really see where you've come from and the amazing work you're doing now? Yeah, sure, mate. Um, okay, so if you're going to go back to 2008, prior, well, 2008, uh, I was uh, I was an apprentice electrician, and I was uh, I was two and a half years through my through my second year. I oh, sorry, two and a half years through the apprenticeship, and uh, got to springtime uh, as in November, and I was involved in a. In motorbike accident that I didn't know it at the time, but it was about to it was about to completely flip my my life upside down, and I didn't know back then, but you know that was what thirteen years ago, thirteen, twelve or thirteen years ago, and I didn't under you know I really didn't realise that I would still be. I'd still be traveling the, down the same path uh, 13 years later. So I, I actually don't remember the accident at all. The, the last thing I remember prior to the accident was the spring carnival here in Melbourne. I was going, I went to, uh, went to, to, to one of the days called Derby day, which is the first Saturday of the, of the, of the event. Great day. Great and, day, mate. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it was, it was from what I, what I remember of it. Uh, it was that was something that uh, that I did with the mates. Look, I was only I was only twenty three at the time, so I think my life at that time at that you know my life at that point was just a lot about my mates, a lot about having fun, and a lot about just living just living life. And I was at the time having so much fun in life. Uh, you know, I was I was I was motorbike riding a lot. I was uh, I was I was going out with the mates a lot um you know i was just having i was having a really good time really really good time and then went to the 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 spring carnival and as you do you get on the you know you get on the beers probably a little earlier than uh, than most people on, on a saturday um got to about lunchtime don't really remember much after that because of uh, i'd say probably because of the intoxication and then it was literally like somebody clicked their fingers and I woke up and I was in a hospital bed and it was three weeks later. Wow. And I, you know, people, 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 people think that, you know, when you, when you go into a coma, you know, you might see the light or you might, um, something might happen, but, this was literally like somebody clicked their fingers. I blinked my eyes. I woke up and it was three weeks later and I was in a hospital bed. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. 
and people were feeding me by you know by hand like a piece of a piece of cattle i guess um and that was that was the that was the that was the very very start of my journey now i don't really remember much from 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 that from the point that i woke up till about it was about a month or so afterwards. That was when my brain was <clears throat> switching back on and, and coming back online. Uh, and that was the beginning, beginning of my journey. And <clears throat> I then stay, continued to stay in hospital for the next six months. I then, uh, once I got out of hospital, I was in rehab for, I was at Epworth Rehab in, in Camberwell the first three years of my recovery and then after i left rehab uh sorry after i left epworth i then started rehab out in the community then once i once well once i started in the community i never stopped and 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 that's where i find myself doing doing rehab today i mean things have you know things have definitely i've got different focuses in life now on my in my recovery uh but I'm still, you know, I'm still hacking away at, at, at improving, improving my brain, improving my, my body and my health. So it's, um, it's been, it's been a, an extremely long journey and a journey that I didn't see myself ever, ever having to go through, but am forever grateful for you know, mm. that's, that's one of the amazing things that's come out of this is, <clears throat> pardon me, is the, the, the gratitude that I've got for life now and the gratitude that I've got for actually having the accident. You know, I wouldn't be in the position that I am in life if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the things that have happened to me. And I think that, I guess you know, uh, it's all about finding the 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 good things out of out of a bad situation, and I guess that's what you got to do in <clears throat> got to do in, in in every situation you go into. You got to yeah. look for the good in it, and it's always there. It's 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 always there. I've got a tattoo on my on my uh, my chest that says "Good luck can hide behind bad luck," and I, I honestly believe that that. Out of every shit situation, there is something good that's going to come out of it. Mm, you, I, gotta, you just got to have your eyes open. Got to have your eyes open to 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 find it. But um, but I think I honestly believe that. I yeah. So listening to that, and it's really funny, Scott. You mentioned that. I've had a lot of people on the podcast over the years that are really grateful for a traumatic situation happening um, because of where they are now. But at the start, I can imagine you were like, I've lost my career. I can't party with my friends, motorbike riding. I'm in hospital. I'm still rehabbing 13 years later. How long did it take you to be able to switch it and use this as a, a positive experience? Because I can imagine for years, it would have been tormenting you that you'd lost everything. How, how did, how long did that take and how did you do it? Yeah, for sure. Well, it's taken, took many, many years. Um, from, we'll go back to 2008. When I had the accident, I, because I sustained brain, brain damage, I wasn't, was completely unaware of what had happened to me. I, you know, from, from, from the first 
memories that I have after my accident, I remember distinctly thinking that I was just on a holiday now. You know, I, 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 I you normally, you normally knock off work on about the, the, the 20th of December and you go on your break for a couple of weeks and you go back. It was the 15th of November. And well, at this time, at this stage, it was the 20th of about, oh, it's about, sorry, about the, the, I don't know, 5th or something of December. And I just thought that I was going on a break early. So I was pretty much high-fiving myself thinking, yes, I've got a few, few extra weeks here. How good is this? And, and, you know, Christmas came and went. And, and I thought, I honestly thought that I, this is how, how badly my damage my brain was. I honestly thought that I was just on holiday. I was going to be back at work by January. So January came and went and I wasn't just not at work. I wasn't out of hospital yet. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't able to walk yet. I still had a halo around my head, holding my neck, holding my head from crushing down on my neck, uh, my spinal cord, sorry. And I, I really just, it was oblivious to me how bad that the accident really was. So then January came and went and I thought to myself, oh, this might be a little bit worse than, than, I, than I originally thought. I'm going to have to be off, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to have to be off work till maybe, maybe, I don't know, May or June, which would, that was going to be really bad for me because I loved going to trade school. I absolutely loved my mates at trade school. And I, because we had so much fun, right? And I was disappointed because I was going to get left behind. And then six months came and went and I was just out of hospital i just gotten out of hospital and i still couldn't run yet i could I, I could walk but i still couldn't run yet couldn't hop skip jump i couldn't use my body couldn't use my brain to any capacity really at all and i was i was you know six months came and i was a little bit deflated and thinking oh, it's gonna maybe it's gonna be a year before i can get back to work then the year came and went and I, I think it was about, uh, it was around about then that I started to slip. And that, that was kind of when the realization kind of hit me. And then, then I started going to depression and then the, that depression lasted, you know, lasted, uh, I'd say about maybe a year, about a year of just going down and down and down and down. And it was, it was just really, really, uh, it was really challenging to get through and mental illness is, is really challenging for anyone to get through. I guess the thing that I, I found it difficult with was I was trying to navigate this space with an injured brain that really couldn't understand what was happening in, in, in the world and couldn't understand why I was feeling like that. So that was really challenging for me. But the good thing, the, the, the best part about, about what I went through was that I went through one of the hardest parts of my recovery, depression, in the best possible place 
in, in the world, rehab. Now, they knew exactly what, they knew exactly how to sort of deal with me, how to help me and how to support me. And it ended up being that that rehab, rehab ended up feeling like, feeling like my my home. And I ended up, I got to a point where I was actually getting excited to go back to rehab. Every day I'd go back to rehab, I was excited to go back there because that was where my new friends were. You know, that was where all of the people that were that I had had in my life that didn't didn't um, that I sorry that I guess that I didn't see myself as below. You know, I I, I saw myself on the same level playing field as everyone else because we're all in we we're all in rehab, and when I got out, when I, when I was out in the real world, you know, all my friends could still do the things that they always did. You know, they, they could still motorbike ride. They could still kick the footy. They would still, you know, go, 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 for, go down the park, go for a run. They could still play soccer. They could still play cricket. They could still play tennis and all the things that we, that we did, you know, did growing up, they could still do all that. And as time went on, they sort of all went back to all that, but I sort of stayed here and, I saw my friends' lives going further and further and further and further away. And that was, that was, that kind of added to the, 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 the mental challenges that I had. So I, um, so, so in rehab, it was, it was just really good and really, really supportive. They, they would just made me feel so good. And, you know, I made, I've, I've, I've made, I'd say, friends for life there. I don't, I don't go and I don't, I don't see them that often, but I know that when I, whenever I go back in those doors, they will welcome me with open arms, and I'll be able to have the best conversations with them. You know, and when I when I launched my when I launched my book back in two thousand and uh, two thousand eighteen, they even it was Epworth and Richmond that offered to uh, they. They offered to have my book launch at at that ho- at the hospital, um, and they wow. ended up they ended, they ended up giving me a space for that. They um, they uh, paid for everything. They gave us the drinks, gave us the food, gave us everything, and that was just. They don't do that for many people, and I just feel so grateful that 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 I had I had an impact on that place. And that wow. they could do that for me. It was just, you know, it was absolutely amazing. That's uh, Scott, that's, that's incredible, mate. And um, it just goes to show that it doesn't matter where you are in your life. If you invest in the people you're around, life is about relationships and people grow and develop at all different stages. And what I'm taking away from, I want to sort of relate this back to probably people listening, mate, because hopefully not everyone's going to go through what you went through and the ordeal, but you were able to come through the other side and just listening to what you were saying earlier, you know, where you were like, I'll wait till January and then maybe then May, then oh, it's a year and so forth like this, where you aren't able to do the things you want to do. And probably looking back at the last 18 months for us, mate, that so many people in Australia, around the world, wherever you are, has been severely impacted by the virus, a pandemic. So, with that being said, mate, what what was the catalyst or when you were in those darkest days? What Because a lot of people are struggling. Everyone's going through something at the moment. And I don't want to go too deep into this, but 
what advice or what, what was that turning point? It was, was there one day or that light bulb moment that you said, right, I, this is on me. I can, I can be depressed. I can be down. I can think this is unfair. My friends are doing this. I'm, I'm not where I want to be. But then you're like, this is an opportunity to grow, to be grateful, to do something amazing. What was that light bulb moment or how did it happen? Yeah, there was, it was about, uh, I think about mid 2010. That I, so look, I, I, actually, I'll start by saying that the way in which I, I, I overcome, uh, overcome this and the way in which I, I started to improve my life. And this, you know, this might not be for everyone. This is just what I found really helped me the most. And that was, that was goal setting. And that was the goals. What goals did was goals gave me, gave me purpose. They gave me a reason to get up and actually do something. And look, I find, I think right now in, 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 in Corona, that's, that is the biggest thing that everyone is missing purpose. They've got absolutely no purpose. The only purpose they've got each and every day, and they've had each and every day for the last 18 months is to get up, go to their computer and sit down and get, and do work. They haven't been able to go out and achieve their goals. And uh, unless that goal was to, you know, go and run five kilometers from home, you know, <laughs> it was, it was, there just, just hasn't been that opportunity to, to, to go out and achieve those goals. You know, one goal that, well, the goal that I had that, that kind of, is what gave me the gave me the purpose would never ever like you just wouldn't obviously wouldn't be able to do it right now and this this goal is something that other people other people would the kind of goal that other people would have and that's i think that's what's that's what's uh, the most challenging for for everyone in the world right now and that's why the the mental health of the world is is in in the dumpster at the moment, you know, and it is going to take a very long time for people to overcome this. So the one light bulb sort of moment was, it was a weekend that I went away to, <clears throat> went up to the, to, up to the snow, um, went up to Falls Creek with a, a, a group called Disabled Winter Sports Australia. And they, they uh, they helped disabled people up on the snow, and before I went up there, that was something that I like. You know, that was I I looked at all the things that I could do in life and basically said I can't do them. I can't do them. I can't do them because I'm 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 disabled. I can't I can't you know I can't um, I can't do anything with my with my arm because my arm my right arm which I'll go into my injuries. Uh, in just a bit, but you know, my, my right arm doesn't work and my paralysis down the right side of my body um, means that a lot of sports are, are, are off the table. And I grew up, I grew up loving sports and, and I, because most of them were off the table, I just thought, no, nah, I can't do sports. And I ended up going up to the snow and I, they got me up on a snowboard and I was a, uh, a skateboarder as a kid, which I absolutely loved. Um, I, I, I snowboarded uh, once or twice as when I was growing up, but I didn't think I'd be able to do it. And they ended up showing me that, yeah, I could do it. And that 
that switched my mindset. That switched my mindset from this, from this, this fixed mindset that I had going up, going into it, where I couldn't do that because I was disabled. I couldn't do that because I can't, because I can't move my body. I couldn't do that. I can't do anything that my friends are doing. I can't, I can't, I can't because of this, 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 and this. I can't, I can't, I can't. But then when I went away and 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 they showed me I can, then I that was the light bulb moment. And I got home from there and started to develop uh, develop the growth mindset. And I got home and and my I was on I was on cloud nine and I I thought because I, I spent I spent a weekend I spent the weekend with with the the, the trainer that was helping me snowboard and helped me learn how to snowboard. And he he was he was talking about uh, a trip uh, a, a season that he did in Canada and and it just sounded so it sounded amazing and that was just I just oh, I saw myself I saw myself doing that exact thing going to Canada doing a snow season there and skiing down the skiing down the the the, the Canadian Alps and I got home and I thought I'm going to set a goal I'm going to go I'm going to Canada and you know, mind you, at this point, I still barely couldn't even walk. I couldn't hop, skip, jump, run yet. I couldn't move my body at all. I could barely even get down the uh, the, the the kids' run at the snow. But that was my goal. And for the next two and a half years, every single day that I woke up, like every single day I woke up from the morning until the night, that was what I was thinking about. And it was an absolute obsession and probably an unhealthy obsession, but it was, I wouldn't say it was unhealthy, but it was, it was an obsession, an absolute obsession. Anyone that I, anyone that I spoke to, I would talk about this goal. I would, I would, anything I would do, I would spend my time at rehab, working on things that would help me get to the snow, get to Canada. Uh, so I was in physiotherapy and I was working on my lower limb work. I was in speech pathology and, um, and occupational therapy, helping me learn how to use my brain in a way that would help me, uh, help me go traveling, you know, and the things that we, the, because they knew that was my goal. The things that they, they helped me are the, like the, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like the exercises they helped me do was things like they would take me into the city and they would have, you know, they would make me go into a hostel and get information about this. And then I would have to navigate my way through the CBD to other places and get some more information. And those, those are the sort of activities um, and then catch tram all the way back to Campbell. But I had to do all that on my own. And with a with a therapist with me, but I had to do all that sort of stuff on my own. And that was a they were the sort of things that were preparing me for going overseas. And um, and so everything that I, I was doing was 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 focused on that. And if I wasn't in rehab working on those things, I was down at the gym working on I, I looked up a whole bunch of exercises that would help me with my snowboarding. And I was doing them flat out. So if I wasn't, 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 uh, wasn't at rehab uh, doing those, I was at the gym doing those exercises. If I wasn't in the gym, I was down at the park doing my lower limit 
lower limb home exercises that, that the rehab had given me. If I wasn't doing those, I was probably at home doing brain training games on my on my on my phone to help me with my brain to help me eventually get to Canada. And two and a half years, I I ended up you know cracking the whip and finally getting my my ass into gear and just saying stuff it on going and I left Australia and that was that was uh, that was another turning point that I had in my recovery because I left Australia as 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 one person as uh, sorry I left Australia as as yeah as one person but I came back a completely different person now I came back with a completely different mindset about myself and my my abilities and and the things that are actually possible in this world and and the things that I had in my head and my brain that I thought weren't possible because of maybe what other people had put into my head um, and the, and the doubts and the and the and the negative feelings that I've gotten from them now this just completely blew that away and, and I was I was a completely different person when I came back and so so grateful that I stepped out of my comfort zone so grateful for that. And I, I think with that, like that's it's incredible to see where you've come from and just listening to your story and, and still the injuries. I'm, I'm keen to hear these, but what you're saying is and <clears throat> sometimes it's just small goals. Like people listening to this, you don't need to go and set a huge goal that in three years time when we travel again, you, you're going to start this huge business or you're going to do a world trip or things like that. But it's just setting little goals each day to have a purpose. Like you said, and your life, meant meaning you have found energy you're grateful you had something to work towards and i think at the moment that's what we can all take out of your story and um, i really love that mate yeah well the, yeah i mean look that was my long-term goal and maybe i'll go back and 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 talk about it but you know the, rehab was all about goal setting that was basically that was the first thing they asked me when I when I went in there, what are my goals? And that was the last thing they asked me when I left. What are your goals? And we, you know, every single thing that I did in rehab was because of a goal that I set. And and maybe the reason that I was at Epworth for so long was because I had a goal. I had a certain goal that I wanted to achieve and they wouldn't let me go until I achieved it. Yeah. And that, you know, and that took, that took three years. And that was, that was to, 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 to be able to run. I wanted to, that was one thing I wanted to get back to. I wanted to get back to being able to run. And I, uh, you know, that took me three years to be able to um, be able to achieve, uh, which was, which was awesome. What was that feeling um, like when you went for that first run? Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't really as, you know, I wasn't really the, the, wasn't the, uh, the I'm sure he did. A, I did a lot. Run, I I'm sure he did a lot, yeah. but like yeah. three years, you probably felt in flow or like, what was that? Yeah. Like? Well, I mean, so the, the, the goal of running, I was, I was able to run um, very, very uncontrollably. Um, like that was the first time that I started to run, which was in, uh, in about, it was about a year and a half after after my accident and that was like that was with two therapists holding me down the down the straight uh, and then I would sort of get um I would be able to run a little bit more controlled a little bit more um, um able and then 
got to a point at the end of uh, at the end of uh, the end of I think it was well the end of the three years, I was able to run quite controllably, um, well actually very controllably. But the thing that was happening was uh, my calf muscle was was um it was uh spas- spasming when i was running so i wasn't actually able to i wasn't actually able to run more than about 30 meters and then so i'd achieved my goal of being able to run and being able to run at a standard that was 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 that i wanted and that was when i left rehab but then i i continued on after rehab with that same goal but with another another therapist closer to home that would work with me down at the park and we ended up having to have uh, a, a couple of rounds of Botox in the uh, in the in the calf to stop it from being so active. Because what was happening was I would run and my muscle would go at a million miles an hour. It would fire off really constantly compared to my 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 normal one. So my my left one, it would fire constantly and then it would wear itself out within thirty meters. And then it was really, really painful until it, until it settled down. And then I'd be able to run again, which, you know, might take a day or something. Um, I mean, not a day, maybe a couple of hours. So we ended up doing, uh, doing a couple of rounds of Botox. And what that did was that, that relaxed, relaxed the muscle. And that meant that it wasn't firing so, so viciously. And that ended up, after the second round, I ended up having not had a problem ever since then. And that was in 2012. So I was nearly 10 years ago and I haven't had a problem since then, which has been with my calf, that is, which has been, been amazing. Um, yes, that was, that was, that was what it, what it felt like to, to be able to, to run for the first time, uh, which, which (laughs) took a year and a half. So I started running year and a half and then I was able to run a year and a half later. Wow. And I, it, that's the thing. Some goals take longer than others. And obviously you're in a position, Scott, where uh, being able to run, some people take that for granted. And I think that's, you know, listening to stories like you're sharing today that everyone goes through their own battles, some more than others, but there are things you can do that you should be grateful for. And that's a message you share now, isn't it? I know you, particularly with your book and your podcast and the work you're doing in schools and helping everyone that you're able to share your message from where you're coming and the things you're grateful for. You're grateful for going through a traumatic crash and everything you've gone through. What are some of the messages and things that you really share, particularly, you know, on your podcast and we've said like the the students you teach. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, if you're going to go back to the goal setting, it was, it was the long-term goal that I set, but, but, which is where my story was going before. I just kind of went down a rabbit hole and couldn't find <laughs> That's my right, way back. <laughs> uh, and and I, uh, you know, at rehab because rehab was, was so focused on goals, and we didn't just set my long term goals. We set my my short term goals as well. My one day, one month. I oh, sorry, one day, week, one month, three months, six months, one year, three year, five year goals. A whole range of goals were set, and that was what kept me going so so if any 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 of the listeners listeners are going to take anything out of that it is yeah you don't have to set a long-term goal because we can't set long-term goals right now we yeah. can't set a goal to go overseas or we can't set a goal to um to i don't know maybe maybe build a house because you know because of the financial situation that some people are in uh, so we can't we can't we're just sort of running on autopilot 
but there are the one day goals, the one week goals, one month goals that we can that we can really hone in on and just keep us putting one 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 foot in front of the other. And those are the goals that those look. If I had have set a long, if I set that long term goal and that was the only thing I focused on for two and a half years, I would have lost motivation pretty bloody quick. Yeah. The only thing that kept me going was the was was those small and uh, those small achievable goals that I had. The 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 getting down to the gym three times this week. Uh, the getting down to the gym four times this week. Uh, the going for the going for the run. Uh, uh, you know, more than 30 meters this week. The run, going for the run that's more than more than 100 meters this week. They're going for the run that you know I'm going to go for a run that's three kilometers this week. If I, I used to go down to when I was training um, for when I was training for a 5k run, which was the the like that was the that was the the pinnacle of my of my 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 goal. I wanted to go for that 5k run. So when I was training for that, I'd go down to I would go down to the running track. And I would set a goal for myself. Okay, today, you know, today I'm going to run seven laps of the running track, and I'd do that. And I'd uh, like I'd get to maybe about four laps, and I'd be absolutely cactus. I'd push through, I'd push through, I'd push through, and I'd get to seven k's, and I'd feel amazing. And then next time I go down, I might might run seven and a half laps, and then uh, and then you know, and then eight, and then eight laps, and end up getting up to about. I ended up getting up to about 10 laps, which was around four about four Ks. And that yep. was, that was, that was, that was, that was all I could, that was really all I could push myself to do um, before this big 5K run that I did. I ended up doing a 6K run, which was, um, which was, which was awesome. Um, so it is those little short term goals that you have to be thinking about. And you can, you can set goals to do anything. You know, it's okay today. I'm going to get up and I'm going to I'm going to set a goal. That I'm going to get all of my emails um, replied to, read and replied to by twelve o'clock. Because at twelve o'clock, I'm going to go down and I'm going to watch TV, or I'm going to watch I'm going to watch a, an episode of something on Netflix. Um, I'm going to, you know, today I in my lunch break, I'm gonna I'm going to set a goal. I'm going I'm to go for a for a for a three k walk. I'm not going to go for a 2K walk today. I'm going to go for a 3K walk around the park and up the block. And I'm going to get back within a certain amount of time. And it, 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 is, it is being able to focus on something that is not the world around us. And that's kind of what, you know, that's what, what, what we talk about when we, when we talk about being, being mindful, mindfulness. It's all about focusing our energy on on something knowing that you know knowing that corona is sitting right beside us it's sitting there it's it's tapping us on the shoulder it's saying hey i'm here <laughs> it's 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 about focusing on on something not on corona but still rem- still remembering corona's there it's not going to go away but i'm going to focus straight ahead and i'm going to focus on that goal and, and as many goals as we can get into our lives the better uh, because that that is what gives us that is what keeps us looking forward and that and it's not it's not it's not turning a blind eye to corona and, and what's sitting there beside us tapping us on the shoulder it's not turning a blind eye to that it's acknowledging that yes that's sitting there i'm not i can't do anything about it 
but I'm going to keep looking forward and I'm going to keep achieving these goals. And that's kind of what, what, what I think that everyone can, can take out of, take out of the podcast today, because that has, that has helped me through so many things and has helped me and still helping me, still helping me every day. Um, yeah. Go get, you know, get through this Corona, get through, yeah. get through what life is. Um, you know, it's people, people, people look at me and everything that I've been through and think that this Corona business must be, must be a walk in the park. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Still it's, hard. It's still, it's still, it is still. And it was only, it was only about a few days ago that I said to my partner, look, I'm hitting the wall. I'm really, you know, this is really starting to get to me. It's, you know, it's affecting, it's affecting my my business it's affecting um it's affecting um it's affecting my motivation it's really you know and and we we had a chat about it and and basically came back to the same thing you know corona's there it's not gonna we're not gonna be able to do anything about it just keep looking forward keep working on these little bit little things and being grateful for what we still have you know yeah. i still have a shelter you know a roof over my head i still have food on the table i still have a car. I still have all the things that I that I that I that I always had. Um. Okay. I can't go outside. Oh wow. You know there are other there are other people in this world that they don't have that luxury. They yeah. are they are really struggling, struggling to they're struggling to keep their head above water. And yeah. and and yeah. Look, that's 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 all of the people that have lost their jobs that are going through really 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 bad mental illness they're ones that are struggling to put food on the table the ones that are going down to the to the to the to the shelters and just saying you know begging them to give them something to eat because they can't feed their family yeah that they are the people that i that i that i admire and that that is the reason why i i can't sit here and complain about the fact that my business isn't doing well. You know, I, 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 you just really have to put life into perspective yeah. in, in situations like this. Yeah, so true. And just listening to all that as well with your small goals. And like you said, that we do have ups and downs. It doesn't matter if you release a book, a podcast, you speak on stages like you do, Scott, that um, some days you may not achieve your goals and don't be hard on yourself. Each day you wake up, a new opportunity to start again. And um, I think that's one of the big things I've learned this time is that some days you don't have the motivation. Some days you're just not in a good place and allow yourself to be like that, but don't allow it to keep happening. Do you know what I mean? Like the next day, yeah. right, start fresh again, all right? And don't beat yourself up because you can't change the past. The future we cannot control, but you can change what you do in the present. And I think that's what I've really taken away from today, mate. So Scott, people are listening, mate. Where can they get more of you? I know podcast your book where can we go to really just dive into everything you've got going on so i yes i have my podcast my podcast uh my, my podcast uh is it started off initially <clears throat> pardon me started off initially as a as an audio book because my book is in in in, in schools and i i found that that a lot of the school teachers were actually we're actually reading the book to the students and wasting a lot of time in class doing that. So I decided that I'd, that I'd, that I'd read my book out loud, um, each chapter out loud to, uh, to the students and to everyone, everybody else that was, was, was listening to it. So, um, 
so that's one place I can go. And the good thing about the podcast is that I I talk about I talk about my, I read my book obviously, but I also go out of the book, so it becomes a three dimensional book, and I start to talk about things that 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 I remember through my recovery, and then I things that I remember from my trip overseas that I did. And just events, because there was a lot of, I ended up writing, uh, writing 140,000 words. So only about 80,000 words got into the book. And, um, and there was a lot of stories and things that, that, that I really, that I share in the podcast, which is, which is, which is awesome. So the podcast they can, they can find, it's called Crashing Into Potential. My book that I've got uh, that, that had the, is in two parts. It's uh, part one, part two. They're both in the same book, though. What part one is my uh, my 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 story. Part two is my trip, my journey overseas, and um, that is called crashing into potential, living with my injured brain. And then my social media. So I I, I am the injured brain. So if you search the injured brain on any of the social medias, that's that's exactly where you're going to find me. And if anybody wants to jump on, jump on my website, uh, scottbharris.com.au, that's where you'll find all the information, every every bit of information you need about what I do and, and who I am. Ah, oh, Scott, well, all for listeners out there, I'll have all the links in the show notes, so go and check those out. But uh, Scott, thanks so much for being on the show, mate, and um, for doing the work you're doing. I think your vulnerability and sharing the highs and lows of where you've come, but now what you're able to do with that story is really impressive and to turn such a traumatic situation that a lot of people would sort of give up to turn that around and be able to do what you're doing now. Is, it's really incredible. And it just helps everyone when they're having a tough day or what we're all going through at the moment. So really appreciate your time today and being on the show, mate. Yeah. Thanks for having me.